0: From the Alpha Zeta Eta chapter, I'm Janeth González. This is the Intimate Partner Violence Awareness podcast. On this episode, our historian Diana Uribe will continue our discussion on IPV with Professor Steven Benazou. Professor Benazou will discuss how IPV impacts the LGBTQIA community.
1: Hi, this is Dana Yerbe with the Alpha Zeta Eta Chapter at North Lake College. Today we have Stephen Benazou, a galley director and instructor for North Lake College. We will continue our discussion of IPV and explore the perspective of the LGBTQ community. And if you may, Mr. Benazou, could you please introduce yourself um, and your role here at North Lake College?
2: Um, as you said, my name is Stephen Benazou. And my full-time position is gallery director on campus. I take care of uh, the art gallery and also the art collection that we have about campus. I'm also adjunct instructor teaching ceramics and sculpture and 3D design. Uh, and I'm also the faculty advisor for WIOTA, the art club, and also um, the GSA, which is a Straight Alliance, which now calls itself Pride. So Pride, GSA.
1: Okay. And just so that everyone who's listening understands what we'll be talking about, for the sake of our research, we're defining intimate partner violence, IPV for short, as um, something that encompasses physical violence, verbal, emotional abuse, harassment, stalking, and any form of sexual assault that happens between a pair of people, it doesn't need to be mutually exclusive to people in a marriage or relationship. Okay. Um, in your lifetime, have you ever or experienced someone close to you um, get in a situation relating to IPV?
2: I think the reason that I really wanted to come talk to you about this is that, yes, I have. Um, I was with someone for... A total of 26 years and uh, a man that I met, he and I were the same. In fact, we were exactly a week old, I mean a week apart in age, you know, I was a week older than he was. Uh, so we were, we met both very young and we got in a relationship and it was fine for years. Um, then he began having some mental health issues, um, which he compounded with methamphetamines Never a good combination. Um, and our relationship spiraled out of control slowly. Um, but um, uh, he became mentally, verbally, physically abusive. Um, and um, it, it's, it's kind of funny. I never, watching TV, I never understood these women that stayed with a man who abused them. You know, it's like, well, just leave. Until I was in that situation, and it suddenly the light bulb came on. Well, you don't just leave because where do you go? When at the end of the day, I want to go home, and it just so happens that other person is there, who happened to be married to. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I will say to my own uh, my own health, um, it came a point where I couldn't do it anymore. And I got up one morning and I got dressed for work and I put some clothes in my car and I backed out of the driveway and said, well, goodbye, house. I won't be coming back here tonight and uh, took care of myself. The abuse didn't stop at that point, as with almost every relationship. You know, the breakup was ugly. Um, but uh, but I did take care of myself and why I can give the advice that I just gave because I've lived it. I took care of myself. I finally said, you know, enough is enough. I can't I I can't do this anymore. Um, And I think also LGBT young people, um, they're under a lot of stress, societal stress, stress they put themselves under. um, And that can cause abuse at home. Um, The other place that they suffer abuse is through family. A lot of LGBT students or young people suffer abuse at home, uh, either from their parents or grandparents or um, their family unit. And if you're 17 or you're 16 and you, your parents, maybe you don't come out, maybe your parents discover that you're gay or lesbian or bi or trans, um, then that person is really in a hard place because you can't just pack your suitcase and leave. Um, then you have to find resources. Uh, so I think the high schools today have gotten very good at that of, of offering support. And so uh, again, I go back to just don't take it. If somebody's abusing you, um, just, just don't put up with it. Find, find resources that will support you because there, there are plenty out there.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: very strong words of encouragement. You're listening to the IPV audio podcast. We'll be right back. Do you know an intimate partner violence victim or are you a survivor? We'd like to hear your story. Please share your story with us to be featured on our podcast and help raise awareness about IPV in our community. You can reach out to us by emailing Kappa at gmail.com or call 972-273-3024. This show is brought to you by the Alpha Zeta Eta Honors and Action Committee. Alpha Zeta Eta is a Phi Theta Kappa Honor Society chapter at North Lake College.
1: As someone who is the advisor for Pride here on campus, what advice would you give to Anyone in the LGBTQ plus community regarding intimate partner violence in their relationships?
2: Um, the first thing, two things that come to mind. One is um, be strong and stand up for yourself. Uh, don't allow it. Um, although you can't always control what another person does, if um, an intimate partner is um, kind of bent on violence in some way, then like I said, you can't control that person. So I say don't stand for it, but you can't control it. Uh, The next piece of advice I would say is remove yourself from the situation. Um, A person does not need to be with someone who's going to be violent against them. Um, You, Whether it's a classmate or uh, a partner at home or a parent um, or maybe just a friend. If if that person is um, is being emotionally abusive, is being physically abusive, then you need to remove yourself from that relationship, from that situation, and just protect yourself first and foremost.
1: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, are something along the lines of the that question. As a faculty member here, could you explain why it's important for students to follow through with reporting if something that aligns with intimate partner violence happens?
2: Um, If, yeah, why should somebody report it? Um, To get help. That's I would say that's the first thing. Um, If you, and what happens so often is it it's embarrassing, so people keep it to themselves. Um, and maybe it's not a person at home, maybe it's somebody on campus that's harassing you and is stalking you, and, it's, and then you feel like maybe you've done something wrong. You know, Well, why is this person doing this to you? What did I do to start this? It's not you, it's the other person. So you need to report it so that you can get help. There's plenty of support on campus, there's plenty of help on campus, Uh, Don't keep it to yourself. Don't think that you can control the situation. Don't think that, you know, well, I can just, I can deal with this myself because if you try to deal with it with yourself, you get weaker and weaker and the situation only gets worse and worse.
1: And as the advisor for Pride here on campus, Mm -hmm. would would you say that um, students who identify as LGBTQIA plus have um, a certain barrier that other students wouldn't have?
2: A barrier to help?
1: Uh, yeah, for help or if, do you think they they might feel that intimate partner violence doesn't fully apply to them? Because okay. um, some of the research that we found, um, the statistics say that people who identify as LGBTQIA+, yeah. they um, are very confused with some of the dynamics sometimes um, and the way that Maybe gender roles are applied to a domestic violence situation.
2: Okay. I mm-hmm. I haven't thought of it that way. I've been out a very long time and all of my colleagues and all of my students and everybody and all my friends, all my family know who I am and then accept that. So I don't I don't think that way. Mm-hmm. But I do understand um somebody might be reluctant to get help because they might not be out. And they might be living with a same-sex partner at home, but nobody at school knows it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, on this campus, the first place you might want to go if if a person needed help and was afraid to think they might think they weren't going to get help is the uh, the health center and student life. Uh, those are two very LGBT. Q and I'm going to say every other letter that goes along with it. Um, They're very supportive. And if you go to either of those two organizations on campus, you will get help and you will not be outed, Uh, but you will get help first. So if a person is reluctant to get help because of their community or because of the way maybe they see themselves, that's that's two good good places to start, and then we also have the counseling center on campus, which of course would pass no judgment. Um, I know Dahlia, and uh, I can't think of the other woman's name, but they are very very supportive as well, and they're also friends of mine, so um, I know how they think. So that could be a barrier to someone, but I don't think they should let it be a barrier. I think their own self help their self-esteem and um, the way they take care of themselves needs to come first.
1: question would be, um, if you could give just any one single key advice to anyone um, of any age who's just um, facing uh, some sort of abuse, the way that we've been talking about today, um, what would it be?
2: Um, I'll just have to go back to take care of yourself. Um, If someone else is not taking care of you. I am in a relationship right now where my partner is wonderful and uh, we take care of each other. You know, there are times we have a spat, but we take care of each other. Uh, but you have to take care of yourself if you're in a situation that is is harmful. So don't don't stay in a relationship that's harmful. Um, it will only bring you down and and damage your self esteem and, and everything about you. So take care of yourself first and find help. Find help is the is the, the biggest thing. Call out for help. And and not not subtly. Not not hint at it to people. Actually go to someone that you know you can trust and say, My partner is abusing me. I need help. Don't don't hint at it to somebody thinking maybe they'll tell somebody else and they'll tell somebody else and get you some help. Go to someone you trust and that you know will help you and just say, help, because that way you'll get help, you'll get the attention you need.
1: Thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate the, the time that you took out of your day to day to do the interview and that's sort a of wrap.
0: Okay. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about intimate partner violence by visiting our video library at www.bit.ly backslash stopipv. That's www.bit.ly backslash stopipv.